Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be chatting with Deborah Thomas Nininger, founder of DTN Productions International. Deborah and DTN have been providing soft skills training for over 30 years. She continues to spread her contemporary approach to effective human-to-human communication and social courtesies via workshops, keynotes, webinars, and podcasts. Let's listen to Deborah. And today we will be meeting an amazing person. Uh, She is the most happiest person I have ever met on social media. Uh, her posts, her messages, everything keeps me so cheered up. Whenever I see that, whenever I'm feeling low, I go check a profile out, uh, whether it is Twitter or Facebook or anything. It's always f- full of life and full of positivity. So I wanted her to be a guest on the show. Uh, since I launched the show, we planned once. It didn't happen. So today I have Deborah thomas Ninja with me. She is the founder of DTN Productions International, a company that has been providing soft skills, which are people skills training for over 30 years. She she has done a lot of work in this area. So we will be tackling because soft skills is such an important area for all of us to focus on, especially uh, with the changing times, etc. So she has done a lot of work uh, across, she has worked on post popular topics like grow your backbone, EQ, gravitas, presentation skills, reputation management. That's one area we are going to talk about today. Uh, she had the distinct honor of organizing the international etiquette training for the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta. So that put her on the global etiquette training map. Uh, she has spread her contemporary approach to effective H2H communication and social courtesies via workshops, keynotes, webinars, and podcasts. She is also a fantastic author. Her two books are already out, which is Reputation Management, Building Your Brand, and Tweetables for Life. Uh, Her new book will be coming in early 2021. She has worked with most of the leading organizations in the world. Some of them are Coca-Cola, JP Morgan, the Ohio State University, AT&T, and GE. So without further ado, let me just bring her on. Oh. Hello, Deborah. So good to see you. How are you? Oh, it is wonderful to see you. I am great. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm so happy to see you in person. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh Deborah, just to give a background of the show, I started this show when uh the coronavirus pandemic started. Uh, we all were struggling with what to do, etc., uh, etc. Et so I wanted to bring on inspiring people like you, who can give uh, some kind of you know journey, uh, share some stories about the journey so far, some lessons which you can share with everybody, which they can absorb. Uh, so that's the entire intention of the show. So I've done 22 episodes. Today is 23rd, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. I am delighted to be here. Right. So I have curated a set of questions uh, revolving around soft skills, reputation management, about you, DTN productions, and all that. So if you're ready, we can start it off. I am ready. All right. All right. So the first question uh, I want to start off with is, for over 15 years, you have been into this personal development space. So first question to you is, 
how important are these soft skills for individuals in today's world? Well, when I launched my company, the focus was primarily the hard skills. And most companies over the years, that's where their training dollars, their investment in their people development, that's where it has gone in the hard skill development. And soft skills were kind of assumed that that was something that people would just bring to the table and already possess that. And then, of course, we have discovered, no, people really need to learn the soft skills because it wasn't part of their academic background. So this is why it has become more talked about, more recognized, more noticed as to its importance than ever before. Because frankly, what it does, it speeds up the ability for us to connect with each other as humans. So the entire path of communication is going to be the benefactor of this. Right, right. Absolutely. Because uh, more than more than ever, now it's the right time uh, for us to make better connections with everybody around. Yes. Everybody. Absolutely. That's a fantastic start. So my next question is, you know, I want to get some idea about what are the key soft skills individuals should focus on developing and why you why you chose them? Well, there are dozens and dozens of soft skills. And so really some of the top ones that people are talking about now more than ever, and especially due to kind of the general attitude of society today, empathy, compassion, listening, reading body language, all of those items are critical. Also, are you effective at being very persuasive? So when you think about empathy, yes, it is something that a lot of people think they have, but they don't always show it. Right. So true. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, coming to the next, you are a leading authority on reputation management. So if you can share some thoughts on what it is and why everyone should seriously pay attention to the same. That would be great. Sure. Well, what I did a number of years ago, I kept interviewing my clients and I would ask them, when you look to hire someone or promote them, what are some of those standout qualities that not everyone possesses? So it has nothing to do with a person's expertise in how well they function in the job. But it has to do with those items that are going to differentiate because there is so much parity as far as there are a lot of people who do their job really well. So why does one person get promoted over another? Or during an interview, what makes one person get the job and the other person is then questioning, why didn't I? So as I kept interviewing my clients, I came up with what I call my top 10 list of things that if you really want to well manage your reputation, then you'll recognize that your reputation is also your brand. Brand and reputation are the same thing. And so a lot of people, frankly, they're surprised when they have heard that someone said something about them behind their back and they think, that's not me. Why would someone say that? 
Well, the bottom line is, if you are really well managing your brand, you will never be surprised by what you hear that people say about you when you're not in the room. Right, right. Yeah, that's a valid point. Uh, sometimes we all get surprised when we hear a rumor about ourselves, whether it is workplace or family circles, etc. Okay, so reputation management, focusing on that might help with that. All right. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about this students and the younger crowd. So how important are soft skills for students and college kids and any tips from you for them to groom and prepare themselves? Oh, many. And as a matter of fact, I do have a very specific collegiate program. So whether I'm training at MIT or Harvard, or as you mentioned, Ohio State University. So whether I am at one college, university, or another, frankly, I have found that Gen Y and now Gen Z, <laughs> that they are incredibly receptive to wanting to know what can they do to, again, differentiate themselves. So right. in my collegiate program, I give them essentially their beginning reputation management items. So right. I use reputation management for people who have already developed their work reputation, but they want to bump it up and add more, but also for young students, how can they at this very critical point in their life, this is right. such a great opportunity. They get to put out there for the whole world to see this is who I am. And right. so the top 10 items are really everything from the art of making small talk, reading your body language, knowing how to be in a social situation when you're with your business colleagues. Right, right. Because business and social go together. Uh, understanding the importance of gravitas. There are just so many things that impact a person's reputation. And the right. college students, wow. They definitely have an opportunity to stand out from all of those people with whom they're going to be competing when they go through a program like that. Right, right, absolutely. Because it's very important for them to start off when they're in college itself, this journey of personal growth. All right, so, you know, coming to, a, uh, it's it's kind of a, a sub, sub question or a totally different angle altogether. I've always followed you and uh, as I was telling in the introduction, I've always found you as a very positive and upbeat person. So, how can individuals develop a positive attitude, you know, in midst of all this doom and gloom which is surrounding us right now? Well, attitude is absolutely a choice. And in fact, I have had companies ask me, Deborah, can you provide a program on teaching people how to have a better, better attitude? And right. sadly, I have to say to them, no, that's not a program I can teach because it's not teachable. People make right. a decision to have a can-do attitude, to be positive, to look at the happier side of things. And as a very quick note, how did I become so happy and so positive? I don't know. It's a choice <laughs> that I made as a very young adult. But I will tell right. you this, having gone through cancer several years ago, my oncologist told me that I would have a better chance of beating cancer because of my positive, happy attitude. And so right. that was definitely a validation of what I have known works for me. 
And so I tell people, I'm not going to say that the happiest people you meet do not have problems because we all do. We all go through these things. But people who come across as happy, they are making that decision to approach life with that. It's not something that they take lightly. They realize it has such a huge impact. And I'll give you a statistic. In one of my programs on happiness, I give this very, very daunting statistic that for every one negative moment you have, you need five positive experiences to replace one negative. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's an issue. That that means people have to work at it. That means that... It's all with the brain. And because my programs, I do a lot of, I've done a lot of research with neuroscientists in regard to the power of the brain. And this is something that I, again, have researched for a number of years. The power of the brain is absolutely beyond exciting when you realize that you can teach your brain how you want it to respond because the brain is all about developing habits. So I call them happy habits. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, fantastic. Yeah, I think I think uh, as you rightly mentioned, ha- happiness is or attitude is a choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you have to have conscious efforts to build that. Right. So uh, my next question is, you know, if if what are some of the practical tips if for individuals who want to obviously everybody struggles these days, so everybody wants to develop themselves. So if you have any practical tips for individuals who want to develop themselves and stand out from the crowd why i added this question is because if these days in every scenario or every situation you have so much competition even if it's a job application or a college application or whatever reason so how can people develop themselves and stand out from this competition i do believe that the more people show their ability to connect that's the h2h that you mentioned the human to human the better people demonstrate their soft skills. For instance, how can I demonstrate and stand out from others that I am listening to you? How can I show you that I have not only heard what you've said, I have felt what you have just said? That definitely is a big differentiator because people are always talking about how busy they are Right. And so they scurry along and they use busyness as an excuse rather than being more mindful and truly being in the moment to demonstrate right. you have my full attention. I am truly listening to you. That means you can also ask answer questions with greater accuracy because you have really paid attention. Right. Also, people who want to stand out don't overpromise and underdeliver. For instance, I was horrified, beyond horrified, when I had to postpone our original October date because something I take pride in is I'm very organized. And I had double booked myself. And of course, that's one of those things that I love to be in demand, but I certainly don't want to ever disappoint. So for us to stand out as individuals, we need to deliver and we need to not overpromise and underdeliver to be able to demonstrate that we are people of our word. And of course, when you make a mistake, own it. 
Apologize yeah. for it. Don't point fingers. Don't throw people under the bus. Those are some standout qualities when people say, oh, this person's very accountable. And yeah. accountability is one of those items today that we recognize. That's something that really makes a big difference because people don't like to admit when they're wrong. But we right. all have moments. We're all human. So the, the list of how to stand out can go on and on and on. So just I tell people in my workshops, ask yourself this question. What do you want people to say about you to describe you and your brand? Without thinking about it too hard, how would you like to be described? What would you like people to think about you? And we don't want people to think of us, oh, no, she's here now and she's going to be complaining because we know people who whine and complain all the time and they just completely suck the energy out of the room. Right. Compared to when people know that you're going to be in that virtual meeting or you're in charge of something, they get excited because they think, oh, this is going to be good. We can count on this person. We know they're going to deliver exactly what they promised. They're not going to give us excuses. These are things that, again, a lot of people don't realize. It makes a huge impact on your brand because all of us know people, for instance, who are always late. Right. We all have people in our lives who are late, people who don't say they're going to call when they're supposed to call, or people who say, I'll have that email to you by Friday, and you know they won't. You know right. you'll have to follow up on them. So those are just a few of the things to consider. What do you want to be thought of? And are you someone who absolutely is a person of your word and delivers? Absolutely. That's, that's fantastic advice over there. Right. So my next question is about mental resilience. Mental resilience is a big fact. It's discussed by everybody and these days, you know, uh, so it's, it's becoming mentally strong is one of the prerequisites these days for a peaceful life, if I may say. So can you share some tips on how can people become mentally strong? Well, Interesting you ask that because <laughs> I spent two years designing my mindfulness program. Right. And again, because of what I went through with recovering from cancer, and I'm very happy to say that I did and I'm still a survivor. And so I started researching more of the mind, taking control of the moment and developing mental resilience to get through treatments and to get through worry and being scared, being afraid. And so the more I researched the brain, the more I realized the brain just drinks in everything that you provided. And that's where I gave that statistic to you a moment ago, five to one. So in recognizing with the mental resilience, the importance of it, the first step is to absolutely recognize that you are feeding your brain what you want your brain to believe. Right. And so that we all have the fight or flight mentality. Right. And so we either say, okay, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to deal with this. Maybe it's just a bad day you're having or a demanding item that a client has requested. How do you handle that? Do you become overwhelmed? So I recommend as part of mental resilience, 
discover what are your hot buttons? What sends you into that mode of being very overwhelmed where you right. can't think, you don't know what to do next. The more you practice being in the moment and you realize I can manage this. And yes, even though I might be concerned, I can handle it. And then that clears the mind. It kind of blows out the cobwebs from your brain and it gives you more mental clarity and it allows you to strategize. It allows you to think again with much increased clarity. And then you come up with your plan. Right. And then the more you do this, it becomes a habit. And so I call that doing brain push-ups. And so by doing brain push-ups, your brain is then ready for the next challenge that comes your way because you've already conditioned your brain that I know what the hot buttons are. I know what's going to overwhelm me, but I will be able to manage it. Right, right. That's 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 a real practical advice over there. Uh, I hope I'll start some men brain push-ups very soon <laughs> <laughs> to find out. That's, that's very good advice, actually. All right. So uh, my, you know, next question, I, I want to talk about your work over so many years. You know, you have done so much of work and about DTN also. So my next few questions will be on that. So uh, to talk about your work, you work with a lot of organizations in improving etiquette, employee behavior, customer service. So. What are the, some of the key things you think every organization today must focus on to deliver an exceptional service to their customers? Well, so much of it, frankly, begins with the leadership or the lack of it. Right. Because as I say to leaders all of the time, you are the example or you're the excuse. Because if you don't model certain behaviors, then your employees your teams will not think it's important, for instance, to be thoughtful, to be kind, to be reliable. And so you have to model all of that. And yeah. so it starts with leadership. And I find that companies that believe in people development have much healthier organizations because yeah. they're constantly providing training programs for their people, helping their people learn more and develop all of their talents. And then they become better employees. And also they typically stay with that company because right. they know the company is investing in them. So yeah. by you investing in your people, they then are able to better serve your customer base. You're going to give better customer service because your people feel better about themselves because of how they're being treated. Right. And so giving them the tools of how to deal, for instance, right now with angry people who are calling on the phone because they can't meet face to face. Right. And so right. how do you give them the tools on being better equipped, especially in an environment like right now? With COVID, with the pandemic, we are discovering that a lot of people do not possess coping mechanisms. Right. They don't know how to deal with being alone, working from home. And so we're discovering now we have opportunities if we recognize them. And the opportunities would be, what do your people need so that your company comes out on top demonstrating we're giving excellent customer service. We're not just giving lip service. 
Right. We right. are the real deal. Right, right, absolutely. So that's that's uh, it has got multiple benefits when you treat your employees well. Just like you mentioned, it has got a multiple impact uh, at various stages. So obviously, happy customers, happy employees means happy customers these days. That's right. absolutely right. All right. So you are the founder of DTN Productions International. So let's talk about that journey a bit. How did it start and how did you get into this and how did DTN originate? Well, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I provided training for a Fortune 100 company here in the States for a number of years. Right. And then I reached the glass ceiling, they call it. I had gone as far as I could and I was giving out so much advice because I wanted to add more to my portfolio and I was giving out so much advice that I thought, I wonder if there is a market for this business. So much to my family's dismay, my parents, not my husband, but my parents, so I decided to leave a secure position and strike out on my own as an entrepreneur. And of course, a lot of parents don't care for that. They want you to have that steady job as they call it. And so again, we think about the number of years ago that this was, I'm happy to say that my family learned, I knew what I was doing because I <laughs> tapped into something that was new. And you mentioned etiquette my first soft skill program that I designed was on business etiquette because I noticed that a lot of people did not know what to do. They did not know when to present their business card when they would walk into a conference room for a meeting and they were trying to sell their product. They did not know where to sit. They did not know how to shake hands. They did not know how to make eye contact. They did not know what to do if they forgot someone's name or mispronounced someone's name, or if they were taking someone to a lunch, they weren't aware that their table manners were being observed. And then, of course, with the global differences, a lot of people here in the States still think this. Well, unless I go to India, I don't need to know the etiquette of India, which is such a backwards way of thinking that if you want to be a global citizen, you always need to be cognizant of everyone's cultural difference to show the proper respect. Absolutely. So that was my first program. And my first client uh, was a major payroll provider. You might be familiar with the name ADP. At UDP, uh, they're still a giant among giants when it comes to that. They were my first big client, and I have never advertised. All of my clients have come to me, except for a few, have come to me through referral. Right. And so then some people have found me, yes, via my website. But for instance, ADP was my first client, and then I trained for a different bank, which became JP Morgan Chase. And then several other banks heard about me through them. And then on and on and on. Discover Card heard of me through Chase. And then Visa heard of me through Discover. So it's that whole six degrees of separation. And I am incredibly full of gratitude because of all of my wonderful referrals. And that's how I still grow today. 
right right i can understand your passion for the uh, your expertise uh, obviously those are the people who don't need any advertisement or anything yeah. their clients just keep coming by word of mouth fantastic that's such a beautiful journey right so uh, what kind of i want to talk about the kind of services dtn production offer to individuals and organizations what kind of services are offered right now well over the years i've been a keynote speaker i've had audiences of one on one when i do my individual coaching and then right. i've had audiences of 10000 so i i've been on a stage for all of these years doing a lot of keynote presentations at conventions and then also companies bring me in to provide smaller workshops for their employees and so right. workshops and keynotes and coaching and i've always since the world of webinars started i've been providing webinars for close to 20 years so right. webinars are not new to me so this year i just simply had to make the transition and tell my clients all right we can't get together in person in your environment but we can still keep the training going and right. provide the training via the internet. Right. And then I found out a lot of people are not webinar savvy. <laughs> right. so there has been a big learning curve for many people who've had to get their kind of training opportunities up to speed because a lot of companies, frankly, have not been providing webinars. They just right. didn't know how to do it. Absolutely. It's, uh, still, people are struggling with delivering good virtual presentations. Right. So uh, uh, does DTN offer specific courses for individuals also? Yes, I do have people who come to me individually and they want to be coached by me on my topics. So, yes, I do that. Right. So I do have opportunities for people one on one. Uh, the workshop environment obviously is not going to come back for a while, but I do offer webinars every month every month i have different webinars i have several different ones and this month of december for instance and what i decided to do to offer these open to anyone was right. to keep it very affordable and so i've kept it at a very very under 20 dollar range and it comes with and here's the new thing it comes with not only a workbook and a certificate but i also am giving a free 30 minute coaching for each person, for each webinar they purchase. Wow. So I'm doing that just to introduce my services to people who might not already know about it. So I've been doing this on my social media platforms just to put my brand and what I have to offer out there. Right, fantastic, fantastic. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be uh, attending those and getting benefited. Right, so uh, before we end for the day, there are two more questions. One is about you as an author, you have written books like Reputation Management and Tweetables, and there's a book coming on. So how did you start off as an author and what are your plans? Well, Reputation Management, and I, I also need to mention Reputation Management and Tweetables for Life, those are not published yet. Those are right now coming out early 2021 right. because right. I added a virtual segment to reputation management. And okay. it's going to be also, it will be an ebook and also an audible book. 
It's also going to be recorded. So there will right. be a few different options. And then I have a series of books called Mini Manners. And it's a series on everything from body language to travel etiquette. I even have a special book for Las Vegas titled Las Vegas Etiquette is Not an Oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's so much bad behavior in Las Vegas from tourists. And I right. do train in Vegas a lot. I train for all of the major casinos. So right. I train their salespeople. I train their executives. And so it's kind of fun because it's one of those things where I dearly love, love my clients in Vegas. But they have to put up with a lot of people people's behaviors when they travel there. So my right. mini manners, I'm so excited about this. I even have one on funeral etiquette. So oh. that I just really enjoy sharing things. And I would like to also add, I think I'm incredibly funny. So right. I use a lot of humor in all right. of my training because I don't want people to think that you have to be very formal and somewhat removed from people. I want it to be more real, that we're right. all humans. We all make mistakes. But if we begin all of our interactions with kindness, everything is better from there. Just start Absolutely. with kindness. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So before I leave you for the day, uh, my final question for you will be this. I ask every guest who comes here, how has COVID-19 impacted Deborah and DTN? Well, it definitely has made my clients aware of my webinar option because of the fact we can't travel. And until this year, I was on an airplane almost every week. So wow. I was what you call a road warrior. So I was flying all over the place every single week with very few exceptions. And so the big difference for me is the fact that I'm not on a plane. And how has it impacted me? I have been able to, again, work on all of my books and I've designed probably 20 new programs because I've had all of these ideas and all of these notes. I was able to extrapolate all of that and put them into actuality. So I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain at all because I have found a way to take something that's very negative and turn it into something that is a positive. And I keep asking people, what can you say at the end of your lockdown? What did you accomplish that you normally would not have time for? So look at it as something positive, not negative. Now, my suitcase is still packed. And so <laughs> I, I will be ready and I cannot wait to start my travels again. I look forward to that with, with a lot of happiness in my heart because I do miss seeing my clients. But the right. virtual world is awesome. We can <laughs> use the virtual world to our advantage. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's better to embrace the new and be happy. Absolutely. Yes. All right. That, so thank you so much, Deborah, for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge. You have so much of expertise in this field. I look forward to uh, interacting with you more and learning from you. And uh, thank you so much for being here. 
You are very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that. And definitely, I thank any of your guests who are online who had a chance to hear part of this as well. So again, it's a gift to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Deborah. Take care. Stay safe. You too. Goodbye. All right. That is that is Deborah Thomas Dillinger. Uh, she is the founder of DTN International, Productions International. She has so much of expertise in personal development space. You should check it out, check her website out, uh, DTN Productions. Uh, so much of programs suited for organizations, individuals, etc. So that was episode 23 out of the way. Uh, I am promising that I'll be bringing more interesting guests onto this show who has very interesting stories to tell, very interesting lessons to share. Thanks for listening in. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Now available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. See you next episode.